Hey shit talkers, welcome to Talk Shit with P. So obviously I'm P of Talk Shit with P. <laughs> and I am such a shit talker that I had to create my own stage. My podcast is a safe space to talk all the shits of this shitty world. And believe me, this is a shitty world with lots of shit to talk about. I sometimes shit talk by myself and no, I'm not crazy. And other times, well most of the time, I am joined by incredible individuals who do all the shit talking. Well, not all, but most of the shit talking. On Talk Shit With P, we laugh, we cry, we cuss a lot, but most important, we learn something. Well, at least I do, and I would hope so do you. So grab a drink and join the party. today as my guest and it's been a long time coming we've been trying to 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 do this since last year i believe in november or this yeah november october sometime so i'll let her introduce herself and we'll jump right in hey there hey thank you so much for having me i'm hecate and i host the podcast finding okay which is an intersectional healing podcast for survivors of sexual assault and any and all abuse well actually thank you for coming in and uh fun fact me and Hecket have never met but we have uh we are we are part of the buzz proud community so uh we kind of became online friends yeah <laughs> so um the reason i got into podcasting was people told me i i, I talked to my shit and um i should do it uh, on a talk show so and it was quarantine time and there i was what what got you into podcasting um i actually i started with a completely different project uh i started writing a book of uh nice. yeah of of healing affirmations for survivors and they were kind of uh daily meditations for post-trauma healing and uh, my partner I mean completely different uh, my partner and I were actually asked to start a podcast or write a book because the moments that I shared of us uh, interacting made people really happy and so they kept asking us please start a podcast and so um, you know but I was crowdfunding for the recording equipment thinking I'd do that I started thinking about what else I could do once I once I got my hands on that mic and I asked myself what I was passionate about and what gave me purpose in life and it was the conversations that I was already having with uh with other survivors in my life and I've I popped on microphones a few times in my life to to speak out, to come out, to connect and to raise awareness. And every time I did it, someone would always come up to me privately afterwards and say, me too. Thank you so much for saying that. I was afraid to say it. And maybe next time I won't be because I'll know that I'm not alone and you gave me courage. And those moments right there are why I started the podcast. And I, I wanna say, I want to say what I needed to hear and create a space for survivors to share with each other. And it's, um, it's the silence and the stigma and the shame that not only perpetuate rape and abuse in our culture and the world, but also 
uh, hinder the healing that survivors are seeking. So sexual assault survivor spaces are also usually focused on cis women, and that's understandable, but it leaves a lot of folks out. And stats say that one in three cis women are sexually assaulted, one in five cis men. And for trans and non-binary folks, it's over 50%. Um, and that's that's a lot of people. <laughs> Uh, and I, I want to amplify the voices of all, of all different kinds of people who are doing this healing work because representation is important. And I, I want people to hear from someone they identify with because it'll mean that much more to hear them say, you're going to be okay. And I'm with you. You're not alone. Yeah, I exactly. Like um, and on behalf of everybody out there i want to say thank you because it really isn't hard to to sit and hear people's trauma stories and uh put on a brave face for them like i know when people share friends share with me it's very hard to to have a straight face and be able to say the words because i'm trying to feel it but it's also something that needs to be done um I tell anybody with a story, a surviving story, that sharing it helps, mm-hmm. and it can. You never know who it's helping up there. You know, we are always feeling alone, especially when we go through trauma. So it's really nice. And I have one for myself that one day, very soon, I'll be ready to share. And you can have me on your podcast. I'd like to share it on your on your space. I, I would absolutely love to have you, and whenever you're ready. Yeah. All right. So, um, how do you find and approach your guests to come onto your podcast and share their traumas? <sighs> um. Well, these were these were conversations I was already having with the other survivors in my life. So, in the beginning, it was really about asking those people, uh, "Are are you willing to come on the show? Uh, maybe with an alias, if if that makes you more comfortable." And, uh, and I, I, I even, my sister is, is a routine guest. Um, and, uh, and many of them have said yes. And I, as, as I continued, people started reaching out to me because I had created the space. So people who were writing books and, and doing work in the world, they want to share surrounding survivors and healing. They, they email me and ask to join me for an episode. And that's been, it's been really exciting and uh and i've been able to read their books and hear their stories and at this at this point maybe half of the guests are people that i know and half are complete strangers that that maybe reached out to me and uh and to be perfectly honest i am i am still trying to navigate approaching guests and figure out how to do that respectfully and without it having this really weird uncomfortable exploitative edge because that's that's not my vibe (laughs) i'm always afraid of it i'm always afraid of it coming across that way to folks who don't know me or haven't heard the podcast so if i um right now if if i come across someone who is who's already speaking out and being vocal maybe online or something and i feel like they might want to join me for an episode i'll reach out um, you know, usually privately in like an email or a DM and just introduce myself and say, hey, I hope I'm not intruding, but I'm a survivor too. And here's my podcast and I would love to amplify your voice. Let me know if you're interested. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty nice and simple. And I feel like I, I, I kind of understand that part of approaching people, especially with your podcast being about traumas. Mm-hmm. Um, 
people already don't feel but if people are already talking about it i feel like when you have a podcast they feel like you're trying to exploit them for followers or yeah. listeners or but i feel like also as you just said um people started messaging you themselves that means they believe in your work and they've listened to your podcast and they see how authentic and um safe space it is so that means you're doing an amazing job oh, thank you and, and everyone wants to 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 be hard you know uh when you're going through something wh- when i was going through something i felt like we always have this shame that somebody will d- try to put a blame on us mm-hmm. for some way through our trauma like oh maybe you shouldn't have drank too much or maybe it happened because you're wearing something short mm-hmm. or maybe because you were rude or gave an attitude you know they always find something so to find a place where people are like you opening up and talking and um being each other's comfort zone that's that's all that matters and you and you're providing that so people see it yeah thank you yeah i'm i'm sorry i i know exactly i know exactly what you're talking about uh with that that blame stuff and it's it's exhausting oh i know cuz uh half of the reason why i never shared my story is because i used to be uh, a crazy teen a party girl and stuff so when my trauma happened all those things came all the blame would be me because I'm a wild child so that was the reason I shut up and never shared my story yeah you're not alone in that and then i grew up and then you find your space in the world and then you become less fearless and you discover all these people that are going through the same shit that you're going through and it just feels less and less alone Even when I was going through depression once I started opening it up and being a, a mental health advocate a lot of people started reaching out that I didn't even have an idea and all it needed was somebody to to stand out and say it for everybody else to also be like you're not alone I'm with you I was just scared so it's a growing movement and mm-hmm. It's nice to have people out there who are providing the safe space. Yeah, thank you for the work that you're doing because uh, you know, for every person that that stands up and does share that's in a space where they feel safe doing that, um even if even if it is terrifying sometimes. Um <laughs> for everyone that stands up there's I mean thousands uh millions that that uh that aren't in that space that needed to hear that they're not alone and it's uh that's it's really important and I'm thank you so much for the work that you're doing on your podcast. Oh, thank you. So, let me ask this. How do you make them feel safe sharing their most traumatic experience on your show? Because I know it can't be easy for somebody to Well, the people always say it's easier to talk to a stranger. I guess that's why we go to therapy and talk our, our problems because mm-hmm. they don't know us and they can't judge us. But also it's always nerve-wracking to to share especially with a podcast you're sharing it online with thousands of people mm-hmm. may we get to listen to you so how do you feel them uh, make them feel safe um i think the most important thing is that i'm open about being a survivor as well and uh and that goes a long way and that's been my own experience in life uh and 
I mean, exactly what you were talking about. I'm I'm on edge in a way if I'm talking about this stuff openly because I expect a certain degree of ignorance or I know that there's the possibility that they might say something really shitty and and not even realize, you know, that that blame thing that you were talking about, um, you know, the the victim blaming. And if if someone has experienced trauma as well and they say me too or Maybe I just see it in their eyes or maybe their body language. Um, I feel safer. And, you know, so I so I always make sure they know that that me too. And, and you know, that I that I understand and that that helps create that safe space. And the other important thing I think that helps is that I listen um, and I'm, I'm constantly working on becoming even more of an of an active listener. Um, and so many survivors people people shut us down or shy away from it it's uncomfortable and i i occupy uncomfortable and dark spaces that's that's something that i'm just kind of naturally good at um but something i make very clear to people is that they don't even have to talk about anything they don't want to talk about they don't have to talk about the trauma even the the show isn't focused so much on the trauma but on the healing post-trauma there's there's so much focus on like what happened uh and that's important but mm. afterwards trying yeah. to figure out what to do with it how to heal how to move forward it's it's easy to feel disconnected and and adrift and something i experienced as well was like a frustration actually with therapy and it was helpful Yes, um, but I was receiving help or advice from either someone who had never experienced what I had experienced and they were working from a book or training and uh, or, or maybe they weren't in a position where they had experienced sexual assault or abuse uh, or, or maybe they had maybe they had experienced sexual assault or abuse and it wasn't really appropriate to share that with me. There are professional boundaries in certain settings, and that's okay. But trauma and sexual assault, especially, it's it's very isolating. And community, the the knowledge that you're not alone, is very healing. And um, yeah, I just got frustrated in, in therapy, like, and I, I felt like it, it was helpful to share. But at a certain point, um, I also just kind of sometimes could feel more alone with it because I was sharing with somebody who who maybe didn't understand or I, I didn't know that they understood. And um, yeah, I think I think more spaces where survivors can support each other in their healing is very important. So you're you're able to talk to someone and know that they understand uh, even if their experience isn't exactly like yours, there's a level at least that they can meet you on. Um, they've they've occupied that space that makes other people so incredibly uncomfortable you also said um you allow people to use an ally um so is that helped people with feeling safe yes that's incredibly important thank you for bringing that up and and i i want to be honest i i actually i use an alias hecate is not my real name um <laughs> uh you know and i hope yeah, I also don't know a real name. So <laughs> don't don't come, don't, don't get into my DMs trying to find out what a real name is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, for for me, it's about safety, um, and it's also about legal reasons. So that if I want to talk about an abuser, 
from my path you can do exactly i can i can talk about it freely and i you know i'm not gonna have you know some lawyers come after me because that's that's like the last thing my life needs yes Uh, but um but also safety because you know i may or may not have somebody that um that would try to come after me um and that's that's something that some people know for certain there are some people that um that have come on the show that have uh that have spoken that knew for certain that there might be somebody who um would take umbrage that that would have a problem with it that would you know potentially uh you know come after them or something like that and you know and it also like doing that makes space for um for them being honest and not maybe they have a job uh where you know it would be super uncomfortable if co-workers were able to connect that to them uh or it would harm them in their life or maybe maybe they're not open about it with their family there there are endless reasons why using an alias instead of your real name would be you know potentially a, a a good decision and uh and i so i definitely make space for that and unless someone is actively uh you know doing like promotional work for a book that they wrote using their real name then i always mention like it doesn't have to be your real name you can you can use like you can this episode can be titled wonder woman and i will call you wonder woman throughout the entire episode i don't care like you can call yourself whatever you want and i will roll with it (laughs) whatever makes you feel safe and heard and comfortable and um and not more at risk like i i want it to be empowering and not you know re-traumatizing and scary i don't i don't want it to be something floating out there in the ether that makes you feel even more threatened that sucks (laughs) and i feel like you are doing everything in your power to make sure that they're safe it's more about them being safe than you just getting the school for the you know because yeah. you are okay with whatever they decide because they're the ones who need to feel safe in your safe space so that's that's amazing mm-hmm. so i'm curious um i know myself when i hear traumatic stories like i'm a cry baby <laughs> i'm a cancer like i really go deep into my feelings and feel and i'll be ready to jump out and go and fight somebody <laughs> even if i don't know you but if your story touches me like i'm that type of person like um I have so much empathy and kindness and it's just annoying sometimes um sometimes even my friends are scared of sharing me with me their their bad experiences not because they know i want to understand it's because they fear how much my ex- emotions will explode mm-hmm. and they fear for the person who's involved so how do you keep yourself from breaking down when you're interviewing your guests um it doesn't it doesn't happen often um like that that i that i feel like that's a risk um because i had i head into these conversations knowingly um you know it's it's not a surprise to me so you know if i'm getting ready to do an episode like i know that this is potentially going to be heavy um so you prepare yourself. i do i brace myself um and if I feel I'm not able to handle it that day, if I'm having a rough day, I reach out and I ask to reschedule and I encourage the guests to do the same. If if they feel like doing the episode that day is going to be triggering rather than empowering, then 
I ask them to let me know that and communicate that. And I also make it very clear that like, as we move through the episode, you know, these parts are edited out, but I check in routinely and I ask them to be open with me about like how they're feeling, if they need a minute, if they need a break, if like, ooh, that doesn't feel good, let's not talk about that. Uh, I, I do my best to make sure that they feel that they can communicate that to me. And I, I have had that happen. People have had to reschedule and been like, ooh, today is not a good day. I'm, I'm wrapped up in my blankets. I can't get out of bed. And I'm like, you do you, you take care of you. Thank you so much for being honest. Because um, that's their mental health is so much more important. I mean, <laughs> none of this makes sense if they're hurting themselves in order to, you know, to talk about it. Uh, oh, yes. But ultimately, the focus tends to be on the healing rather than the graphic details of abuse or trauma. And there have there have been some very intense moments where I was taken aback, but I utilize the tools that I use in my everyday life as someone with PTSD and something that helps is not to let the feelings get trapped in my body and I imagine them passing through my heart and moving through me like a wind and I feel them I, I allow myself to feel them uh, but I, I don't let them get stuck and I don't hold on to them or store them in my body to continue to wound me um, and the tough thing with that can be editing, having to listen to something brutal repeatedly uh, as I edit, <laughs> that's happened. Um, but th if there is something like that, uh, I'll take breaks if I need to. And I cry if I need to. Crying is so important. Oh, it is. Um, it's very It's so important. And, and not crying if you need to, that's not good for you. <laughs> you gotta let them tears come down when they need yeah. to. Even when they need to, sometimes you just need to force yourself to cry. I swear, I sometimes feel better, especially when I force myself to cry. Yeah, I I was trying to do that last night. <laughs> like, you know, when you need to, you need to. And it's also like, ah, man, something that doesn't get talked about enough is uh, is men and crying. And uh, you know, they're oh, yeah. they're socially programmed, you know, to to think that that's uh, that's emasculating, that that's um, that that's something that's negative. That you know, like man up and like tough it out and that's that's some that's some toxic nonsense like and not crying really is ultimately i think why we continue to have so much anger and violence stemming from uh from men towards towards women especially like is is because like they don't society doesn't teach them to actually feel their feelings or to release their feelings and you know that's it, not healthy and it's not helping anybody uh it's not fair you know yep man your mental health is also very much as important as our mental yeah. health that's all i'm saying yeah and the the suicide rates among men are oof, they are very high and that's, oh, that's yeah. you can't tell me oh, that's yeah. not linked and i was very grateful when um i'm from tanzania and we really don't talk about mental health as much that's why when i um 
started being an advocate and opening up to see my friends and some of my family and everybody opening up and now Tanzania has started to take it a little bit serious so just there was a guy um to to find out that he has a men podcast he started a men mm-hmm. mental health for men podcast was so amazing for me to 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 see especially in Tanzania oh that's amazing so um, we are getting better back home that's that's for sure and i hope that the work people keep doing back there keeps growing and cuz this life is there's so much going on your mental health needs to be a priority otherwise that's why suicide rates are high yeah i'd i'd love to hear that uh that men's podcast and that thank you thank you (laughs) well thank you for your time because let me tell you i was not i I don't know if i have the strength in me to have um i guess it's less uh trauma and more healing but still i know some people still share their stories in order to get to the healing part I, I don't know if I would have had the strength in me. Even sometimes when I share my own stories, I start crying. So just pre- be prepared for me when I come with yeah, you. Because yeah. I'm a bit stopping. <laughs> but, but I've learned something. Um, it's not that I'm saying uh, my trauma wasn't um, as important. It's just that after I started being openly talking about it and um in my head knowing it wasn't my fault and I shouldn't be ashamed of it and all that I actually started laughing about it so I'm pretty sure I like I I can share the story and just be like fuck I'm strong I went through that and I'm still here and I can smile and share and encourage other people to to live past that so it's just a weird way a cancer deals with a shit yeah no that's that's i'm so glad that you talked about laughter too because ultimately like that's a part of the strength and that's also a weird uh a weird thing that happens like on the show is more often than not like i've laughed with other survivors more than i have cried with other survivors and i that's not to say i have definitely cried with other survivors (laughs) yeah Oh no, it's good to laugh, but sometimes I feel like um people feel like it's insensitive yeah. to laugh, but at some point you need to laugh at the shit like did this shit really happen and I managed to get through that? Did this this person really like you just gotta laugh at it and I feel like laughter is very good for the soul. I laugh at everything. Like one time I feel so bad I watched my grandmother fall down and I laughed. <laughs> like it's a natural <laughs> reaction. Uh and it's not always appropriate. <laughs> moments in my life even when i do shit that really like i'm like i end up laughing first before like oh fuck i, I screwed up but i love like and i've realized laughing at yourself really helps you with the healing process well to me it does it, it does and uh and finding that like that's that's a part of the strength your your story actually it reminded me of something that i read like so many years ago uh in some random uh women's magazine actually and it was just a story about like a man that was out jogging or something and i think there was snow on the ground and he saw this woman go out to her mailbox to get her mail and she just she slipped on some ice and just wiped out right into the snow and just went down so hard and instead of being embarrassed she actually just you know and she didn't even know anyone was looking like she just she just started laughing at herself and 
This man had shared the story because he said that was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. Like, she was an attractive woman, like, you know, sure, like, but I, I hadn't actually, like, even necessarily noticed the same way, like, it was that inner beauty that suddenly just exploded out of her. Like she was so beautiful to me as a person because she was willing to laugh at herself because she, because she just, rather than being embarrassed. Yeah, you're, you're ready to throw that <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah. And I, I loved that. I, I loved that story, and I, I always, <laughs> I always remembered that. <laughs> oh. Talk Sheet with P is available on all platforms and social media with the handle at Talk Sheet with P. Go ahead and follow us to stay connected and engage with me. And if you're feeling generous, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or support me by buying me coffee on buymeacoffee.com. Thank you for listening and remember, we're on every Friday.